0: Ladies and gentlemen, Liam Walker here, and I, I thought the universe was done messing with me, but judging by the cosmic kick in the balls I've just suffered, and joining me now, I guess they're not, so joining me now, Father Jim. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Father.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, fools and the enlightened, and Mr. Piggy Wiggy over here, I am Father Jim. I am the religious inspiration of the Alpha Predator, your Gator King, Boom. You know, the man that retired you?
0: Religious inspirations, huh, like refman inspiration. And he didn't retire me, I've been wrestling.
1: Your sister doesn't count. (sighs)
0: Okay, Father, since we're going to go down this route, how did you get started in the pro wrestling industry?
1: Well, it's very simple. I taught Boone how to beat up Gators and made him the Gator King. And then I was watching the, the box one day, and I saw these boys flip de around the ring, and I said, you know what? I need to take the Gator King up there and have him beat up some of those boys and teach them what real fighting's all about. So that's what we did. We brought him up to Tampa Bay Pro and started beating boys like you.
0: Well, at the very least, all we can say is you haven't committed any murders yet. Okay, Father, let's try a straight answer for this one.
1: Why are you here, and who were your biggest inspirations in pro wrestling? In pro wrestling? Well, I don't have anybody that inspired me in pro wrestling. And why am I here? I am here to take your Gator King to the top of the mountain and make him the heavyweight champion of Tampa Bay Pro and start taking belts anywhere I want. But as far as my biggest inspiration came from a great leader that also stood for the people, Jim Jones.
0: Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. I'm not drinking your damn Kool-Aid. I'll stick with the water. Okay. Well, Jim, looking at you, you seem rather, uh... let's <clears throat> see what I'm looking here for. Oh, yeah, ancient. So, tell me, how does a man that crawled out of King Tut's tomb get into professional wrestling?
1: Well, I don't know. How did somebody that crawled out of Dumbo's butt get into ring announcing as far as I as far as my age, compared to a mountain, I have yet to begun to grow. And there aren't many people that can take the shots that I have. I've been hit by my own man, Boone the Gator King. I've been hit by Sean Prime. But I'm still standing. I'm still walking around. You know, you call me old. It's called experience. Learn, Hillsbury Doughboy. It's called
0: your ass is gonna get turned into mummy dust. Well, the universe seems to be smiling on me. This is my final question. What does the future hold for Father Jim? Do you see yourself brainwashing any more poor, innocent souls to join your cult, or are you just going to stick with that little swamp-ass rat boon?
1: Well, first of all, little man, do your homework. Father Jim has a great many clients. Father Jim has worked with a great many people. I've influenced such people as Barnabas. I've influenced the, the, the great alpha predator boom, and Let's not forget, I am someone's new best friend. So, Father Jim is expanding all the time. We are taking over Ocala, we are taking over Tampa Bay, and when Father Jim takes somewhere over, he takes somewhere over. Unlike you, that just takes up a lot of space. You know what they say, there's always room for jello.
0: Well, it seems like you can do to take up space in a Breffinite factory. Damn! to check out the Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling merch store where you can get super awesome keys just like this one. Also, coming up next, we have Dax and the Roundtable.
1: Hey, for all your merchandise and collectible needs, check out shoptampabayprowrestling.com. We've got merch and more from your favorite superstars. We'll see you there.
2: Hey, guys. Dax here. I'm really happy to be back with the Dax cast. We took a little bit of a, a short break there. Uh, for about a month and a half. Um, I really apologize. I've been really busy um, with a lot of uh, wrestling-related activities, and we also had a loss, uh, both a a personal loss and a professional loss for me. Um, One of our uh, trainees who graduated and uh, actually wrestled on our show, um, Patrick Peterson, um, passed away. He was tragically hit uh, by a drunk driver and um, that hit me pretty hard and it set back some production things um, and things like that um, just because, um, you know, I wasn't ready to come back at that time. So I really appreciate everyone waiting it out um, and uh, I hope, uh, you, know, you know, we reflected back and um, needed a little bit of time to digest what happened. So Patrick, I've t- been real close uh, uh, with his family and uh, speaking with him. As far as uh, you know, well, speaking with his family, making sure they're taken care of. We went to the funeral. He had a lot of support from the school. I appreciate everybody that came out um, and uh, showed their support for Pat, whether they were with our uh, um, company or they were just in the industry and wanted to support him. The uh, wrestling community is uh, fraternal in that way, and uh, we always try to look out for each other when something like this happens, especially something beyond his uh, control. Um you know, it, it's it's really hard on us. So um, we're dedicating this episode to Patrick. Um, we're doing a, a special uh, breakout um, roundtable, uh, a little bit different format, not just an interview um, this time and, and I got um, myself, um, Daxie X. I got Liam Walker here. Hey folks. And I got Father Jim.
3: Hello, everybody. Sorry to disappoint you. This is the real voice of Father Jim. And when it comes to doing podcasts, it, it, it the voice really uh, kind of starts bothering my throat a little.
0: Definitely bit. got a face for radio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, so um, I guess before we get started, guys, you guys got anything to say about Pat?
3: Um, I got to, I got to train with him a couple of times over at the school um, at the Advan- the Advanced Open Ring Center and. Um, I've, I've, I've seen his work a couple of times you know he he was somebody that in his heart he lived professional wrestling he loved it he, he was always open open to learn new things and he just had the energy that um, quite honestly some of the guys at the at the upper echelon could learn to have again he, he loved it and he loved being in the ring and you know unfortunately it was a, a life cut way too short way too fast and uh the wrestling industry as a whole lost a lot of energy with with that young man so yeah it's it's it is a shame it really is yeah
0: i, I don't do well with this kind of thing yeah no
2: well the thing is with pat was uh you know um pat was uh, different and he wanted to be different he, he you know he you know, and not everything came easy to him. He actually was deceivingly very athletic. Um, he was coming off of I know like a, a an ankle injury a few years ago. He got in a car accident, coincidentally, and um, he actually had the same surgery I had. And uh, I remember him telling me, you know, um, when he found out, I literally have a you know a plate in my ankle, and he uh, had one too. Exactly the same kind of procedure. Um, And I told him, yeah, I had that, you know, 20 years ago, you know, 2001. Um, You know, had a a um, wrestling-related injury that happened, and, you know, but I worked through it, and I think, uh, you know, he was always looking for inspiration, but in the end, he kind of inspired a lot of us that, you know, you can be a little bit different. You can dress different. You can think different. He was very creative um, in a way that made me think, you know, like, you know, when you've been around the block a little bit, you know, you kind of get set in your ways, but he kind of, you know, made a lot of people, you know, think outside the box. And and I think this industry needs more of thinking outside the box. It doesn't have to be routine. So, um, anyways, well, that's it for, uh, you know, you know, talk about Pat for now. Um, I think the next, uh, you know, we want to kind of do a, uh, a noteworthy, uh, News update. So Liam Walker, what's the first on the hot plate?
0: Well, at the time of this recording, it was this past Friday, but the biggest two pieces of news come out of the wrestling industry, both come out of WWE. Triple H is back as the EVP of Talent Relations, and the biggest shocker, Vince McMahon, retired from his position as chairman of the board of WWE, and appointed his daughter Stephanie and company president Nick Khan as co-CEOs. And I'd like to get y'all's reactions to that. Uh, who wants to go first? Well, I mean,
3: the writing was kind of on the wall with all the investigation that was going on with Vince, but I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. What I want to say about that, say about this, is the man is approaching 77 years old. You know, uh, at the time of this recording, Ric Flair's final match is supposed to be tonight. No, it's next week. Next week. A next week. week away. Um, and he's in his mid-70s. But the thing about Vince McMahon, love him or hate him, love him or hate him, like what he did or didn't do, the one thing about Vince McMahon is he brought sports entertainment to the national light. He started out from humble beginnings with a little indie wrestling company in Maine and grew it into a giant global juggernaut and because of Vince McMahon cultures mix together. When you go to a wrestling show and you go to a WWE event, it doesn't matter if it's Wrestlemania, if it's a house show, you're going to see young people, old people, teenagers there, men, women, uh, people of different ethnicities, people of different uh, sexual orientations. And for those three hours, no one cares. They're just there enjoying the entertainment. Vince McMahon with WWE and Ted Turner with WCW through the Monday Night Wars, and then Vince carried on throughout, he created a cultural opportunity for people to come together and enjoy a common love. And what people don't remember is... WWE was actually the first sports event to come together after 9/11. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was Vince McMahon that brought our country together, and I had the opportunity to talk to Rhino a couple of years ago, and he asked me, you know, what, what, it, you know, how much do you get paid to do a show? And I finally looked at him and I said, What does a memory cost? And he goes, What? I said, What does a memory cost? I said, what we do in professional wrestling and what Vince McMahon has nurtured over the past 30, 40 years is making memories. You know, I can remember, and I'm old enough to remember in real time, Jerry the King Lawler versus Andy Kaufman. And if you don't think professional wrestling brings people together, go back on YouTube and watch Edge suddenly showing up at Royal Rumble a couple of years ago watch Ronda Rousey when she showed up at Royal Rumble for the first time. Or go back and watch AEW's first broadcast with CM Punk and watch the reaction of the crowd. Those are memories. Vince McMahon is the reason why people are creating those memories. If it wasn't for Vince McMahon we wouldn't have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We wouldn't have a John Cena. All the work that they've done with the Children's Miracle Network and Breast Cancer Relief. Like Vince, hate Vince, it doesn't matter. But what we need to do is celebrate what Vince McMahon has done for our country, for the global community as a whole, and how he has brought people together to create memories that they'll never forget. And for that, I want to say thank you, Vince McMahon. You know, you know the thing is with
2: Vince, he was, um, he's a pioneer. I, I, I put a little post online because I thought it was necessary. You know, like a lot of people want to talk about the scuttle, but who cares? You know, there's you know controversy in in a lot of different industries, not just professional wrestling. It just happens that this is televised. There's drama. There's all sorts of things. But the thing is with Vince McMahon, you know, I always looked at him as an inspiration, as someone that could pull people together. Like you know, you know, building off what what Jim said. Um, You know, I remember, you know. Doing my tech job, and I was overseas in the Middle East, um, helping with a you know um, a military client of ours, and um, and I remember being in this crappy, um, you know, they call it the souk, okay, which is like a shopping center. It's it's, it's like a flea market sorta, um, and I remember it was I, I didn't realize it. But I remember walking in this, you know, just you know, one of these shops, and you could buy, you know, gold or bracelets or whatever. And just we, we're looking around, and um, there's like a TV and a, a father with this, you know, an Arab father and this a, a son, and they're just sitting there and they're watching Monday Night Raw. And I was like, I'm on the other side of this planet in a, you know, place he would never think. And, and Bahrain is actually very nice. Um, and um, and we actually, I remember, like, thinking, like, man, like, I, you don't see these people watching NFL football, you don't see these people watching baseball, but these people are watching Monday Night Raw, you okay. know, and I was like, that's, cr- like, to me, it's, you know, it's kind of cool, like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, you know, when you go and you meet somebody, and oh, you know, like, they're from the same hometown as you are, or something like that, but it's like. There is no hometown for for professional wrestling for WWE at least. It has that global reach, and um, you know, um, you know. A wrestling lot to fans, be wrestling
3: fans, speak the same language. You know, it doesn't matter where you are, where you are in the in the world. You know, if you give out a woo, somebody else is going to woo you back. If you you know, it. it's it, it's a it's a cultural phenomenon, and it's it's global.
0: Yeah. It really is, and piling on to what you said. Um, If it wasn't for Vince McMahon, you said there'd be no Rock, there'd be no John Cena. There would also be no Hulk Hogan, no Undertaker, Mm -hmm. no Macho Man Randy Savage, no Stone Cold Steve Austin, no Roman Reigns, no, a lot of these guys that have been like the face of the company, the A number one pick of Vince Mm -hmm. McMahon to carry the company into whatever generation era, decade, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, without McMahon, these guys are toiling away in some territory somewhere. Hoping for a big break in WCW. You know, what do you think would have
2: happened if Vincent, Mann never, Vincent Kennedy McMahon never took the company? You know, let's say he went and you know, was CEO of some other company or would not be a businessman in other genres. What would have happened to professional wrestling? If he didn't take that company over from his father,
3: it would have it would have died. It would it would you have, honestly, it, would have died? it would have died because the thing is, without Vince McMahon bringing everything together and taking basically, and I remember the territory days. I grew up watching wrestling on the territory days. And when when Time Warner bought out TBS, bought out um, Ted Turner, they got rid of wrestling. Well, if you didn't have Vince you would have gone back to the territory days. you wouldn't have had anything because you didn't have that, that global reach you didn't have that nationally televised reach that WWF, now WWE but, but WCW would have existed WCW would have existed until Time Warner because it was Georgia Championship
2: Wrestling, sort of originally. Right. And then Turner bought it. it, it, it you know, it was Georgia, then it was NWA, then it was. But I don't still. think
3: I don't think professional wrestling would be as mainstream as it is now. It oh, would have still it would have still been the territory. I don't think it would have be. been as global. As right. global. No. Agreed. If not for WCW being bought
0: by Ted Turner and going live mainstream Monday nights when they did, without WWE as competition. There would, he, Cliff said. It, Jim said it. There would be no professional wrestling. There would be no guys to make the memories like Hogan, Savage, Styles, Cena, Flair, Foley, Taker, Kane. None of them. Yeah, but you don't
2: think that those territories, as technology increased, right? As technology and television what? increased, you don't think. And I'm not trying to belittle what Vince has done, because obviously no. it's epic of epic proportions. But I'm I, I just asking the question. Well,
3: I think, think, think what it would, I think what it would happen is you would have had pocket fan bases like you did, like ROH, mm-hmm. like ECW, mm-hmm. um, like MLW, like, like AAA, WCCW, WCCW, you know, AAA. AWA. You, you would have had you would have had the NWA, the AWA, mm-hmm. you know, the as as technology the improved, territories. As, as as technology improved, yeah, the territories. But it would have been kind of almost like the NCAA these days, where you've got the SEC, you got the mm-hmm. ACC, ACC, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, yeah, and they're and it's and it's. Well, don't you think giddy. that
2: that hurts them? Do you think that hurts them in a sense
3: because they're too diversified? No, because what I think the NCAA is coming to is it's going to be these five major four or five it's major... It's rolling together. Yeah, major conferences and everybody else would get swept up. And I think that's what would have happened with wrestling is one of the major territories like a, like a Georgia Championship wrestling would have taken over pretty much the South and somebody would have taken over the North uh, and the Northeast and somebody would have taken over the Midwest and somebody would have taken the Southeast and Southwest and it would have been territorial like that. It would have just been just bigger territories. But what Vince did is he took all of that crap out and made it a national... And pissed everyone off. Well, yeah, he, he made, a lot, he made a lot of enemies. Yeah, a lot of enemies in doing that. But the thing is, well, that's what also, you got to be
2: to be disruptive. But but
3: but the thing is too is look at what Vince did. Is when you had the territory days, you had basically Americans. You had mostly white guys, a couple of African Americans wrestling. You had ladies, and it was a cardiac. But the thing is, it was Vince McMahon that started bringing in talent from. The Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Japan, Canada, England, Ireland, France, Australia, India. Vince brought that in. I mean, if you if you actually look at professional wrestling as a whole, and if you look at the WWE especially, love Vince or Hate Vince, he created the perfect cornucopia of diversity in one organization. And everybody builds the other one. I mean, you figure Vince McMahon went to the Middle East and had women performing Mm -hmm. in a ring, cross-culture. In a war zone, nonetheless. In a war zone, in a a culture where women aren't treated as equal. And Vince McMahon put them in the ring, and, and not just once, multiple times. But you figure the global reach, you know, you figure you've got Asuka... From Japan, you got Sheamus. You've got Finn Balor. You've got Page. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. You Luther. had. You had the Big Khali. You have. You have. You have guys from Germany. You had Cesaro. You had all the from all these European countries and all, and, and you had people from Australia. You know, and they all came together under one banner. So Vince McMahon has done the one thing that I don't think anyone else could really have done. And that's bring the entire world together under one banner in one one sport, because wrestling is a sport, mm-hmm. in one sport, and have everybody work together. Okay, but, gran- but, granted Vince but don't created you the think- common enemy in himself, but everybody I'm worked sorry, together. No,
2: but don't you think that what Vince did, the other promoters didn't think about doing prior? going and stepping through the territories stepping on top of the other ones
0: oh some of them definitely thought about it I I, I I guarantee you guys like Ganya thought about it or Von Erich thought about it hell Paul E probably thought about Mm -hmm. it Ted Turner probably thought about it see here's the thing though the problem they were all thinkers Vince McMahon was a doer Mm -hmm. he bought Titan Sports Entertainment from his father he took that small little pissant territorial promotion and turned it to this worldwide conglomerate with one show March 31st 1985 Wrestlemania If not for that show, the WWE would have only stayed as a little territory up in the Northeast and would not have the worldwide reach that it has today.
3: And and yes, I'm sure there were probably some big guys out there like Jarrett or Ganya. Um, Probably Sam Muchnick might have had that idea. Lawler as well. Lawler as well. Um, But the thing is, they thought about it, and back then in the territories, it was still considered good old boy club. And Vince McMahon walked in and said, I'm not a good old boy. I'm here to kick ass and take names you know, to steal a line from the, the great Rowdy Rowdy Piper, Vince walked in and said I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum yeah. and Vince did that You know, I've got to give him credit and if you really if you look at the reach and, and the, 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 the fact that because Vince made these types of stars you, know, you, have, you have a major influence in Hollywood with The Rock and with John Cena and with Dave Bautista but look at it this way, we're also having clout within the political realm. Two professional wrestlers have held office. Jesse Ventura, Jesse Ventura and Glenn Jacobs, mm-hmm. Rhino ran for office in Detroit. Linda Linda McCann was on the, was on the cabinet for the president. And a lot of people sat there and go, "Well, that makes no the small sense. Business. The small business administration." I'm like, "Well, this was the face. Who do you think really ran the company?" Linda. Linda. She took her and her husband took a small company and built it into a global multi-billion dollar Entity. Everybody thinks like Vince is like, like people
2: don't understand the amount of work that has to happen. Like everyone just thinks, oh yeah, he's just like booking raw. No, he's like he has so many departments. Oh and yeah. branches. He was in
0: everything. Yeah, I because mean, because you've got WWE films, you've got the music division, you've yeah. got TV, you've got creative.
3: You've got developmental. All the contracts that he had to negotiate yeah. for NXT, Raw, SmackDown. All the guys, at the uh, girls at the Performance Center, Saudi Arabia, and yeah. WCW
0: Universal, Peacock. You know, he—he, he, he, I mean, WCW
3: didn't start their own streaming service. WCW wasn't around long enough to have the. streaming know, and service. the thing about it is, is, is a lot of people want to sit there and they want to condemn Vince. But the thing is, if it wasn't for Vince McMahon, we wouldn't have AEW. Yeah. Vince McMahon basically threw out a challenge and said an indie can't sell out a mainstream building. Yeah. And Chris Jericho, or I'm sorry, if you Dustin, want to get technical, Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks said, "Oh, really? Watch." Sold out the United Center and then AEW was born. If you want to get technical, Dave Meltzer challenged Cody
0: Rhodes and Cody said, "Bet." And that was the first All In yeah. presented with ROH. But it was still the right. it was still the foundation for AEW. Yeah. Because Melcher said no company aside from WWE could sell ten thousand seats in an arena. Cody and the Young Bucks, they took that personally and then they turned around and did yep. it. Yep. You know. And they wouldn't have done it if not for Vince McMahon and his giant grapefruits having such a stranglehold on the pro wrestling TV industry. Because exactly. you've never saw you never saw even at their height, TNA never sold ten thousand seats in an arena. MLW has not has yet to sell ten thousand seats in an arena. Triple A will down in Mexico, so will CMLL. But you bring those guys over here, they're not going to do it. You no, know,
3: Japan's not going to
0: sell. No, they'll sell out the to Tokyo Dome. Forty thousand. But they, you, you bring them here to the Garden, they're not going to sell more than ten thousand seats by themselves. With Ring of Honor in twenty nineteen, how many seats did they sell? Probably uh, 19,000. Sure
3: 19, I, I mean, but it was. Uh... But it was not a complete and total sellout. Well, and, the, and the thing about it is, is, if you look at how Vince McMahon grew the company, if you look at that first episode of Monday Night Raw versus. Because when they did the anniversary show they showed they filmed it half of the show in the original place at where the they held Raw. The and where they were at now. And you were just like, oh my god, it's like night and day. It's like they can go out, Vince McMahon can sit there and say, Hey in two weeks I'm gonna put a money night raw in Wembley Stadium and Wembley Stadium will be sold out. Ninety two thousand people, they'll be clammed in there to see it. You know? The NFL doesn't get that kind of response when they go to England. But the thing about it is, is that's what you know. For all the negative things about Vince McMahon, what he did for professional wrestling, and and be honest, <coughs> if it weren't for Vince McMahon, the three of us probably wouldn't be sitting here. No, we would not. Because, but for,
2: or, or could we could, <coughs> could be in, in a different capacity. Right. right? The thing right? Is, is, I mean, we like others inspire others. Right. right? I mean, so I think like. To me, I just feel like, and if this is no, by no means, me undermining like what Vince has done and the legacy because I have so much respect for him. But I feel like somebody <laughs> similar to Vince or like Vince with the same mentality maybe would have stepped up. But who? But we would never know. Who cares? We, right, I mean, we. I mean, I can know. speculate all day. And you know, you know, this all the allegations and all that kind of scuttlebutt that has come out. Hey, man, like. Dude, wrestling's hard. You're on the road. That's hard on your family. You know, You know. Vince wasn't able to be there every night with his kids, you know. And, you know, I don't personally know the guy. I never met him. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, um, you know, he's having to deal with life just like anybody else. And um, any of those critics that want to be out there and, and, and get down with uh, things, and I, I'm not saying the guy ain't perfect, but neither are you. No. You know, everybody's made mistakes in life. And um,
1: you
3: know no no Vince McMahon will never go down as a saint, but what yeah. he should go down as, he should go down as a visionary and an inspiration to a lot of other people, not just in not just in the wrestling business, but he has shown how you can bridge the gap globally and we can all, again, to steal another phrase, we all can just get along. Yeah. And Vince has done that. Vince has been able to do that. And that's the one. That's something that we should remember. Vince is not just a visionary for professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Vince is a visionary for global business. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. need to start taking a little bit of inspiration from him. Is he a, is he a saint? No. But now let's wrap this All remote right. segment up. Let's take a quick break, guys.
2: We'll
0: be right back with the Daxcast. Hey, did you like that video? You want to see more like it? Subscribe to Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling's Patreon page. Become a ten dollar backer or above to get the video of this podcast. Also, be sure to check out Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling, August 12th, Campbell Park Rec Center, as we present Rising Tides. Tickets start at 15 bucks. kids are free with paid adult. And we're back from the break here with Dex
2: Liam, what else we got on the new sheet?
0: Um, well, at the time of this recording, it's a week from today, Ric Flair's last match. This card, holy crap, 11 matches and counting on this card, including the main event. It's going to be Ric Flair teaming with his son-in-law, Andrade El Idolo, against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Now, Jay Lethal, he's been a big help for me and Dax when it comes to getting into this business. And I got to tell you, watching some of these uh, vignettes building up to it, I kind of feel like Palpatine watching Luke beat the piss out of Vader in Return of the Jedi. When I see Jay beating up on Flair, I'm like,
1: good, good. Let the hate flow through you. All right, start, Embrace uh, your story. destiny. What
2: nerds. You know, so so did you guys all see the uh, the the uh, vignette promo on, that was put on YouTube and, you know, with the story with Jay? I, I, I loved how it was done. I loved how they spun Jarrett in um, because it started, like, Jarrett like, pulling Jay off because, Jay, like, basically, if you haven't seen it, which you probably have if you're listening to this um, – but basically jay uh felt undermined because he was helping flair get prepared for his final match but they didn't know who the opponent was and then jay wanted to be involved on the show and flair said uh hey you're not you know you're not of that caliber um which um upset jay and then uh jay confronted him after the press conference um in nashville um for starcast i believe and um basically jumped him in the parking lot um, and then uh, Jeff Jarrett and Karen Angle or excuse me, Car- Karen Jarrett. Jarrett now, formerly Karen Angle, um, went ahead and um, tried helping Rick and then Rick basically said something along Rick the way. Rick said
0: something about Jeff's father and then Jeff decided, you know what?
2: Because because Jeff's father Jerry, uh, Jarrett. Uh, Jerry Jarrett, obviously there was some some history there. Uh, with Rick and him, so um, quite interested in how they pulled him in, and then he was saying how he was never good enough to be a horseman, but Jared says he was. I guess uh, it's it's quite interested. I you know I and you know the best touches that I loved in it. Jay had a white shirt on. Yep. Karen, Karen was wearing an all white suit. all white suit. I think did Jared have Jeff it?
0: had a white t-shirt on white
2: t-shirt so that blood was showing and and yeah. and, and I mean and Flair I mean, was bleeding it, like Flair he was he was bleeding like it, a stuck pig
3: it was it was a it was a class on how to do a promo but the one guy the one guy that feels needs to feel the luckiest man on the face of the planet in this entire mess Andrade because he is going to be in the ring with three guys that are class acts that have been in this business for a long time. They've done it all. Baby face, heel, they've been up and down the roads. They've done everything there is to do. Andrade is getting a doctorate class in professional wrestling. And he's got to be the luckiest guy in the entire match. And if I were him, I would sit in the corner and just go, yes sir, no sir, whatever you want me to do, sir. And that's no matter which one of the three of them are talking to him. If I'm
0: Andrade, I'm sitting there, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes, I'm taking everything
3: in. Yeah, but the thing is with
2: Andrade, that guy is good. He's good. He incredible. And, I mean, him and Lethal just in the same ring, you know. It's going to blow the roof off. It's going to blow the roof off, you know. um, Obviously, we know Jeff's up there, too, um, in in age, and Rick's up there in age. So, you know, uh, but I, I just think... I've always been a huge, pain, a, 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 huge pain, a huge fan of, of Andrade, um, whether it was in the E or if it's over in AW or if it was something um, in Mexico or what have you, because the guy, his work rate is incredible. He looks incredible. What's interesting is they're all almost the same height. I don't know if you notice that. I, I think
0: Jeff might be the Jeff's
2: tallest. Guy match. Jeff, yeah, Jeff is, is tallest. Tall, Jeff is yeah, the, the tallest. He's like
0: six. Uh,
2: when and I met him, he was like six two. I want to say something like that. Well,
3: Andrade, and Andrade clearly has the biggest build of them all, but for his size, that dude can move. He can motor. And you're right, Andrade is an amazing worker. Andrade wow. pulled five star matches out of Johnny Gargano. Okay? I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Andrade is an amazing wrestler, but the thing about it is, is you know, the best wrestler can still learn from the best. Oh yeah, and absolutely. when it comes and when it comes to Ric Flair, he might be 70 some odd years old, but that's a learning tree you sit under. You yeah. shut up, you, and you take learn. Boots. And and you know and and we've seen Flair and Lethal go back and forth at it. Everybody, everybody <laughs> that watched TNA remembers Jay Lethal and the Woo off with Ric Flair.
0: Big man, Jefferys man! man, talk about the four horsemen.
3: And everybody knows that Jeff Jarrett can pull a five-star match out of a fucking broomstick. Yeah. And, you know, you've got Andre... You have four guys in that ring that are very good at what they do. But if I were Andrade, I would be as fun. I would sit there and take notes and I would literally watch that tape back until my dying day to learn everything there is yeah. to learn that you're going to experience in that match. I like it's going to be a barn up. burner.
2: I, I like, it, you know... Um Of course, like, I... Yeah, I'm not trying to... Like, I know Jay. I do know Jay. Jay's a friend of mine as well. As more... More, he's my teacher. You know? He taught me everything in this business. And um, and the thing is, is... People don't realize, like... Jay truly, truly, truly respects his business... More than anybody else I've ever met in my life. And he even more respects Rick. So... This match... It's funny. I look at this match... I'm actually more... Excited for this match than I was when Rick and Jay wrestled in TNA, and that was like his comeback retirement type uh, comeback from retirement match. But the thing is, is I'm kind of more excited for this match because Rick is Rick's like seventy three seventy three years old. I mean, when was the last time somebody that old has wrestled? I'm, I'm like a big program. Like that. I'm not talking about like some indie. And well, the thing is, is everybody talks <laughs> about. Everybody talks
3: about how Tom Brady over forty. You got Ric Flair, seventy three years old, and easily his top three matches in my opinion is the match with Jay when he came back to TNA. Shawn Michaels at Shawn. WrestleMagle, and this is going to be number one. This mm-hmm. is going to be a barn burner because the thing is, the thing is, is more fans are actually interested in seeing this match than any pay-per-view from any company. Yeah. From any guy. I don't care if it's WWE. I don't care if it's WrestleMania. I don't care if it's Bound for Glory. I don't care if it's All In. I don't care. This is the this match, particularly, is and, the match everybody wants to see.
2: It, it, and I, and I, I like how they're making it more like an old-school feel. Like, um, you know, it's like Jim Crockett promotions. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and, he
0: was in that vignette, too. Yeah,
2: he was in the vignette. And, but they're making it... More like an old school. You don't have to have all this high production, you know, lasers. And oh, it's LED gonna be boards a, it's going to be a
0: center stage style production. But, I, I'm looking forward. Like to Like a it. lot of that,
2: that those vignettes was shot right over at, um, you know, you know, right the, lab, the lab. You know, like literally 300 yards away from where we're sitting right now. And you know, and they made it work. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have to have all that production and that. You know the glitz and glamour of you know special effects, but you know um, I'm really excited. I'm more, even more excited. Uh, you know they're doing a lot cross promotional. So you know MLW um, is going to be over there um, showcasing some of their talent. New Japan is over there showcasing Impact
0: AEW. And mm-hmm. if you want to get technical, WWE because Jeff Jarrett did just sign a contract to be the EVP of live events. But yeah, but yeah, but he's not talent.
3: He's gonna be—he's gonna be the, he's going to be the guest, special guest referee. That's an employee, so but that's a little bit different. The one thing—the thing I say about the vignettes—and I'll say this to any wrestler, any manager, anybody in the business: Pay attention. That's called storytelling, kids. Mm-hmm. You want a master's class on how to tell a story? Right there. Simple to the point. You don't need all the bells and whistles and lasers and all that other crap. That is a master class in how to tell a story before a match ever starts. All right, that's it for this segment. We'll take a quick break. Be right back.
1: Hey, for all your merchandise and collectible needs, check out shoptampaBayProWrestling We've got merch and more from your favorite superstars. We'll see you there.
2: All right, guys, we're back with our final segment of the Dax Cast. So, guys, let's talk about you know current events here as far as Florida. Independent wrestling goes.
0: Okay, time of this recording. We are five days away from Real Pro Wrestling. What's it? Uprising? Yeah, I think so. Uh, in the Real Pro Rumble. I'm going to actually be um, an entrant in that. Don't post this till after the Rumble. Yeah. Um, it might come
2: out early. Sorry, uh, spoiler alert. Oh, we'll keep for the Patreon members. Don't right. worry about it. No, and no, then, no, um, no this is I should go in.
0: August 12th, we've got Rising Tides for Tampa Bay Pro.
2: Who's the promoter there? Sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, really. Uh, graphics are awesome. Yeah. So in Rise and Tides, uh, the main event is going to be Stephen Frick versus the Tank Nick Abrams. In the and for the Dream Division, we have uh, Magical Chrissy Vane. She's going to be uh, taking on the man made, the man made,
0: man made monstrous, monstrous, I believe,
2: um, Kelsey Reagan. Kelsey Reagan. Um, Kelsey has been a breakout star. She's uh, appeared on NXT, or excuse me, uh, AEW Dark, or uh, Elevation, one of those, one of those flavors two. of AEW. Um, she's uh, originally out of, uh, I believe, uh, 3D, I want to say. Um, but she's been really breaking out, she has uh, been going out. She's been doing No Peace Underground. it has been dabbling with some hardcore wrestling. But, we'll, you know, it's kind of a cool uh, um, matchup there as far as... Um, you know, this whole monstrous um, athlete against a more magical um, Chrissy Vane. Uh, Chrissy's been uh, wrestling for uh, over 20 years now. She did do some work in WWE briefly, but she worked a lot on the independent scene um, and um, is a hell of a talent. Um, we also have uh, the Tag Team Championship, um, the Midnight Tribe, the Midnight Tribe. Uh, Jackson Zane and David King have held the titles for uh, over a year and a half at this point, and um, they will be taking on the Commissioner's Camden's hand-picked tag team of Financially Stable with uh, Winston Bentley III and Connor McKay. What do you think about
0: that? Um, No, I think it's great. About damn time the trap comes back and defends the titles. Um, But I think that financially stable might have bitten off a bit more than they can chew and might have to buy the referee. Yes. Might My? might have bitten off a bit more than they can I chew here.
2: I mean, when you look at the Midnight Tribe, they're the type of people, if you brought your girlfriend to the club, they're and, gonna one, be one, of them, and one of them Is going to probably leave with her, and you're going to uh, probably uh, pay for their bar tab and and take them home to to, to your
3: bed. Yeah. Yeah, And thank them. Yeah. Um, Financially stable, not may have, they have bitten off more than they can chew, and I don't care if they've got the power of the commissioner's cabinet behind them. But hey, you got the hired gun there,
2: you got Dr. Ian.
3: Yeah, but you also have to keep in mind that In the rooms you got got Stephen Frick Yeah, but you've got to understand Stephen Frick's going to have enough on his plate and he's going to be in, busy enough trying to figure out Nick, Nick the Tank Abrams because, you know, and that's the thing but the problem is the Commissioner's Cabinet doesn't have the power of JPO anymore but I think this is going to be a very long long night for financially stable against the Midnight Tribe. And you know, there's one thing I am grateful about. One thing I am grateful about. That turncoat back-stabbing little punk that wants to attack people from behind. Sean Prime's not going to be there.
2: Okay, well, get over it, Father Jim. Um, and don't you find it coincidental that Commissioner Jordan Pierce Owens retires... And then Vince McMahon
3: copies him, and retires after that. <laughs> yeah, but Vince didn't. Take I a mean, su- I'm just But Vince didn't take a super kick in his retirement,
0: and he didn't get any chicken tenders. Still, either. that's
3: true. That's true. That's but true.
0: those are some damn good tenders, though.
3: Yeah, Beef or Brady's uh,
2: best chicken tenders in the business in Tampa Bay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, um, we have um, a four-way, four corners contract on the pole, sort of like a money in the bank. We haven't come up with a full name um, for it, but basically, um, you grab that, you can cash it at any time for the tag team championships. <coughs> You'll have uh, myself, Dax the Ax, with the man Chris Calloway, the Renegades, versus the Gifted, first time ever in the ring together. Mm. I've been in the ring with um, uh, Logan um, Cruz one time in a gauntlet, the Halloween gauntlet. Logan
0: is a hell of an athlete. And
2: he's a hell of an athlete. Wheezy and him are, are quite a tandem. Um, then we also have the returning hellhounds with their new, um, I guess, queen, That what they're telling me? Lilith. Lilith. And um, I don't know much about her. I guess uh, she's come onto the scene. Um, quite interested what's going on, but I will tell you they match up pretty well. To um, myself and uh, and Chris, as far as that brawling, but c- combining it in house. with some...
0: Who, who's that made up of again? Cody Berenger and J.T. Mercer.
2: J.T. Mercer, yeah. Uh, J.T. Mercer, probably the best um, wrestler in the state at working in an extremity. I would say he targets an extremity, isolates it, and tears it apart. And,
3: and who's the fourth team in there?
2: And the fourth team... Is none other than those little spoiled brats' exodus of the movie.
3: Oh, exodus! I'm going to tell you right now. They may that the, the Hellhounds may have brought Lilith, but with the Gifted, you have to watch out for Leroy Shogun. Leroy Shogun is going to is the. But one is Leroy that
2: Shogun really part of the Gifted? I don't know, but the or thing is, is
3: you know, you have the movement. They're saying it. And they did wrestle at the last show. Yeah, and they together. And together. at the last were, race, well, he, the they were all they show. were all together. You gotta watch Leroy go, Shogun because he is the baddest man on the planet. And I've tussled with him once or twice, but I'm here to tell you that's gonna be the deciding factor. Leroy
2: Shogun pinned Stephen Frick in that main event. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. He so pinned him in that main what, event. That's what
3: that's that's where you have to worry. And I heard some rumblings that the movement Moving, they're making some changes. So, you know, you've got the movement, there's there's three members there, you've got four the, members, four. Dante Casanova. But, yeah, you got Dante Casanova, you got to mm-hmm. worry
0: about, too. When's the last time he actually showed up
2: in he's, Tampa Bay? He's Proud. booked
3: at the next show. Oh, see, there apparently you go. Know.
2: He is. So, so but, seven, but, but, but the commissioner's not stated his exact match, and apparently, he's not very happy about it. Yeah. So, so I know, mean, you, it's going to be one of that. these last-minute things where he can't really prepare.
3: Now, yeah. now I will I will say this: as considering I know that the Alpha Predator Boone has been in the ring with you, mm-hmm. my money is going to be on either the Gifted with Leroy Shogun playing playing a part, or the Renegades. Well, Those, that's well, where my money is going.
2: Leroy Shogun has his own hands full in his own match as he's taken on the hired gun of the Commissioner's Cabinet. Samuel C. with the dots between each letter.
0: See, all that tells me is that
2: Sam C's fucked
0: around long enough and it's time for him to find out. Hey,
2: Samuel C. is a whole new man now. I don't know what they've been doing, brainwashing him as far as what he's doing now, but he's been surgically precise with his strikes, with his technique that he's using.
0: All I'm saying is they better not tell him to execute order 66.
2: And also, also in that match... The leader of the movement, Logan Wrights, the guy that went and beat the crap out of my kid, strapped me to the uh, ropes, and and uh, spray painted my kid movement on his back. So into I,
3: style. I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, if Logan Wrights gets involved in that match, you and your partner. Might get yourself disqualified uh, taking out Logan Rice.
2: Well, but here's the thing: he's not in the match. So if he comes out, you he's know, he's fair game. Yeah, he's fair game as far as I'm concerned. Because remember, this match is no DQ, man.
3: Oh yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna that be a four corners night. match
2: is uh, no DQ. Yeah.
3: Those are gonna be those boys. Those boys. So they really get involved.
2: Easy. Listen, listen. I know there's a lot of targets on Chris and I's back. I get that, but there's always been a target on my back. Um, and then. Um, so i mean that'll be interesting you know kind of uh, shogun um really has his hands full with those two and it's not a handicap match those two you know aren't exactly friends but the movement and the commission's cabinet sort of was working together from what i could tell
3: yeah but, but how much how much of that togetherness is still going to be now the jpo's out you of know yeah
2: exactly i think i think uh, commissioner owens had a lot to do with that and um Eventually, uh, you know, the bigger snake's gonna eat the smaller snake.
3: But but why don't you just cut
0: the head off of both snakes and let the bodies die? Well, here's Uh, the thing. Here's the
1: thing
3: thing I'm gonna say about the commissioner's cabinet,
1: and pardon me for a moment. Maybe there should be a change at the top of the leadership, and maybe the commissioner's cabinet should be dissipated, and a new order should come into effect. Well, I don't think ownership cares about uh, swap creatures. <laughs> um, oh, oh, Lord or, is or not the only one. Like, Father Jim knows uh, how to talk to, or or, or, or coat light uh, figures. Um,
0: additional, something.
2: Additionally, additionally, uh, additional matches. We're gonna have a cruiserweight scramble in that match. So Sage um, Scott's gonna be here. <laughs> Sage Scott is not booked on this. Sage show, Scott so is so not I a cruiserweight <laughs> as of right now. Um, nor is he a cruiserweight. <laughs> Even though um, I believe. In today's day and age, he's a heavyweight, but that's a whole nother story. Um, that Cruiserweight match right now confirmed is Ruby Flyer, J.C. Vega, um, is also in that match. Aren't they twins? Um, we do have a debut in talent that is also going to be in that. And, um... And, um shoot. It's escaping me now. But, uh, uh, Drake Xavier is going to be coming back. Um, and, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen Drake work, that guy... Um, is, is uh, quite a spectacle to you know to watch. Super athletic, um, you know, very uh, you know you know definitely worth the watch uh, you know to check out. And, and there could be a few more added. We'll see what happens. Um, additionally, we have uh, Devlin McCabre on the girl side. She will be taking on Lexi Gomez. Ooh,
3: that's a good um
2: I believe that is their, the first time those two have ever met in the ring. Um, also in the Dream Division, we have a tag team showcase as the Sauce Bros, um, Avery Bro and Velatina Rossi, will be uh,
1: taking on um, Emily Locke and t Well, I have to say, as Father Jim, that my bet is going to be on Emily Lock and T-Gaines in that match.
2: Uh, well, um, this is the first time um, Emily and T-Gaines actually tagging together. Sauce Bros actually just debuted and were wrestling on AEW uh, Dark um, as a tag team, so they have a little bit more experience under their belt, but we'll see what happens. T-Gaines and Emily have been fighting and beating each other up all over the state. I'm, I'm told that they have uh, gained a lot of respect for each other and um, and uh, it should be interesting. They both have that um, smash mouth mentality as far as how they wrestle, very action packed. Um, so I, I really do look forward to uh, you know you know this card is looking really strong. There's, you know there could be a few more matches added here, mm-hmm. um, but um, but that's the card right now. Um, tickets are only fifteen dollars for general admission, twenty dollars. For uh, ringside VIP tickets Uh, there's also the option of ordering an extra signed poster where all the talent from the show will sign the poster for you. You must pick it up at uh, Merchandise stand at the show. Um, Also uh, if you want to pre-order the video content um, to be on DVD or Blu-ray you can do that when you order the tickets. so, so, that's everything for Tampa Bay Pro Rising Tides. It is uh, August twelfth again at Tampa Park Rec Center. Eight PM is bell. Uh, first bell, and we're going to kick the show off. What else we got coming up? So, Real Pro, Tampa Bay Pro. So that's Fort Myers, St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay. And then
3: there's the Invasion of Melbourne. Invasion of Melbourne. Let's talk about. Um, you guys heard Boone back in the first DAX cast. Boone was talking about he was he he was starting up a company. Well. um... Commissioner Walker um, We have You have what Road to Victory Is coming up Road in to Memorial. Glory Road to Glory For Florida Is Pro this your Wrestling. show You don't know the name of the show Florida Pro Road Wrestling, Wrestling Alliance Alliance Presents at, Road to Glory
0: August 14th In Melbourne Florida
3: At the Rubik's Cafe And Um Father Jim is not Going to be appearing At FPWA Mercifully Mercifully Father Jim Yeah uh, <laughs> Father Jim will not be there Um but I've, uh, I, 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 you announced the tag team match of Tommy Toogood Good and Sean O'Reilly versus the Draven Durdens. and his son Aiden, Aiden Durden. Um, that's going to be that's the uh, that's like a battle between Kansas and Florida. Plus, you have SXPW and that that uh, Draven and Sean O'Reilly don't exactly like each other. Hmm. That's but, an understatement. But the thing
2: about so uh, yeah, so so just to touch on that, so they've been wrestling for the past year on SXPW. They've done every uh, style match, cage matches, um, hardcore matches. Have they done loser
0: Leagues town yet?
3: Um, um, no, it? but uh, but the, the last SPXW show afterwards, Sean O'Reilly opened up a dirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's in right. the hand, opened, opened, up. opened up. He popped him in the head and cracked his skull, cracked his skull open, and he was bleeding uh, pretty profusely. So, I, I. So, you're trying to tell me he likes to hit minors? Yes. Okay, all right. So, well, we were going to bring that up. But um, one of the things that I. Because I, I, I talked to Boone um, about this, because, uh, you know, we're, we talk about a lot of things. One of the things about FPWA that uh, I think a lot of fans are going to be interested in. Is you're not going to be able to just see talent from here in Florida, but we're bringing in talent. They are bringing in talent from Kansas, West Virginia, California, Denver. We're bringing in. We're bringing. They are bringing in talent from out of state to see just how good these out of state guys are when it comes to the. Forgotten state, as some people say, when they have to come down here to Florida and well, have to deal with ID. Uh,
2: Florida isn't forgotten enough where these guys are coming here. So,
3: but you know, there's going to be some there's going to be some bragging right matches. I'm sorry, I take,
2: state, uh, I take my state. I take my state. You know, I fly that Florida flag proudly. I'm sorry, so
3: I am Florida man. Yeah, <laughs> but based on the uh, based on the poster that I saw, uh, Big Andy. Big Andy from Port St. Lucie is gonna make the I'm drive up Andy to sure. uh, mm-hmm. up to Melbourne. And I wonder if we can find a big enough guy. Uh, yeah, I wonder yeah, at FPWA. I'm
2: wrestling, I'm, just to, I'm wrestling Andy English. You're wrestling Andy yes. English at FPWA. Ooh, and I'm all kicked up bus driver's ass. <laughs> okay.
3: So, to so go so you, back to the bus. And it's gonna be a short bus. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's, gonna, gonna, be Dax the, <laughs> it's gonna be Dax the it's gonna be Dax axe versus the bus driver, well, we're same. gonna we're going to find out which one of them is going to be riding the small bus home. Is what you're saying. And it's going to be Andy. Well, sounds like a problem for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, FPWA... Are you trying to Flora see Pro... if I'm
2: scared of bus scared? No,
3: I'm not saying you're scared. Uh, FPWA, Florida Pro Wrestling Alliance, you can find us on Facebook, FPWA. Um, but if you're going to be in the Melbourne area, or if you are a fan... Of a lot of Tampa Bay wrestlers I'm going to tell you right now You probably want to show up over in Melbourne Um, But uh, there's going to be other ways To view the content But August 14th is going to be our debut show And I think Well maybe you should give them the rest of the socials as well Instagram, Twitter, TikTok,
0: all of them At FPWA official Make sure you follow them all so you don't miss any of the breaking news
2: So let me ask a question Why is it called Florida Pro Wrestling Alliance
3: Well from what I understand From Boone um, why? Why do you guys get the name of Florida? Well, because we're creating a professional wrestling alliance. I am involved in some of the uh, some of the stuff. I'm I'm just I'm on the board of directors there. And the idea Something is job. Yeah. no, it's Boone. I I I get gator bites. I don't even get Scooby snacks. Um, but the idea is the Florida Pro Wrestling Alliance is because we're going to try and become a hub for wrestlers. Because in, in the indies, especially within the state of Florida, guys, wrestlers tend to work in one region and they work the same guys over and over again. Or they work in this region. They work. What we're trying to do is we're trying to pick and pull from all of them. We're trying to get some of the best talent, bring them together in that alliance and try and get these different promotions to kind of work with us and create an alliance and then take on the rest of the country. You know, like you got Kansas coming down to try and exert their dominance, and we're gonna show them that no, Florida can kick Kansas' ass. So, you know, and we've got people coming in from the Virginias, and we've got people coming in from Texas and Oklahoma and Colorado and California, you know, <coughs> and they're trying to exert their dominance. So we're trying to create this wrestling alliance to kind of be the blocker or the spearhead, the defensive line, so to speak, of Florida Pro Wrestling and then move forward. That's the idea of what we want to do with Florida Pro Wrestling Alliance. Based on what I've heard from our owner. I'm going to tell you this right now. Florida is going to slaughter whoever
2: comes here. You understand? (coughs) Forgotten state my ass.
3: Well, you see... We set the bar, baby. We are the bar. And the bar is open. (coughs) So, uh, but Liam Walker is the commissioner uh, of Florida Pro Wrestling. I'm territorial Alliance. when it comes to that. What, what was it? Your
0: social media manager called me. He said, I'm one of the most they evil don't... men in the state, Most one of the most evil men in pro wrestling. You're going to see just how evil I am. I heard you're on not on even the
2: commissioner. I heard you're taking uh, orders from somebody.
0: No, nah, those dickheads don't pay yeah. me enough to micromanage <laughs> me like the... they do. I don't know. I saw you on the phone. Yeah. yeah, and you heard what I said to them, right? They don't pay
3: me enough.
2: Well, that was after you. Yeah, that was after you hung up, you know, Mr. Sniper.
3: <laughs> anyway, but yes, I am on, I am on the Father Jim, of course, as the religious consultant to Boone the Gator King. I am on the board of directors. I help advise Boone, but as far as ownership, I I really don't know who the guy is that owns it. But I am very excited about Florida Pro Wrestling Alliance and see how everything goes. But based on the tag team match and the big man, what between, is the venue? Uh, pardon? What's the venue? The Rubik's Cafe in, Rubik's in Melbourne in Melbourne. <coughs> um, but you know, just with the fact that you know, uh, Big Andy and Dax the Axe, and then we have the tag match. I'm not 100 percent sure what else is the rest on the card, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's uh, and based on what I've seen on their Facebook page, they've got people like Reggie Rhythm coming in. They've got Karma Dean is set up to come there. Um, I've seen that you know Gemini, everybody's favorite who? sign. Gemini. She was trained by Soul Man Alex G and JB. Cool. Oh, she's from
0: down south. Yeah, down in oh. Southern
3: Florida. Um, oh, uh, there's North this Florida. girl coming in from Kansas named Stormy Renee, and she just looks like this little, little Miss Sweetie Midwestern cowgirl or something like that. I don't know. You better tell us who you are when you get here. She shows up. That's what it's about. But. Based on what I've seen, some of the roster reveals, you know, they look like they have a pretty nasty roster building up here, so. Yeah. Even though we do have Liam Walker as the commissioner. I heard Liam Walker might have a match on that show. My
2: I do know. I, I <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, it is fuck-around-and-find-out season here in Florida, so we'll see what happens. Any other news? or other that you guys want to bring up before we uh, take this home?
3: I can't think of anything. Nor can I. Real Pro, Tampa Bay Pro, FPWA. and FPWA. Those are, those, are the, those
2: are the big three right you now. You can see uh, me as far as out of state. Uh, you can see myself up in Georgia, um, in Baker County, there with SWA. We have a show on August 6th, the first Saturday. Um, uh, my tag partner, uh, Chris Callaway and I. We'll be going up there. I will be in singles action. I am taking on Andrew, I can't pronounce his last name, The Rules. Grandado. Grandado. This Um, should be an interesting match. And then after that, we will be um, on the third Saturday of that month. In August, we will be going up to Pavo, Georgia, and we will be defending our SWA Tag Team Championships. Um, I don't know against who yet. But I'm guessing it may be the Kings of Hollywood, but we'll have to find out. Well, that. it won't be the Exodus. They're, they don't travel that far. We already beat their ass up in SWA. Yeah, I they
0: month already month. got sheeshed out.
2: Yeah. There is no longer ice in their veins. Or they're refreezing that right now um, for our match later on in... Uh, well, that
3: might explain the shrinkage.
2: Anyways. So watching
0: is only half the fun. All part. right,
2: guys. If that's all we get to no, know... Yeah. No more alibis? No. Guys, thank you for listening to the DaxCast. We will see you down the road.
1: Hey, for all your merchandise and collectible needs, check out shoptampabayprowrestling.com. We've got merch and more from your favorite superstars. We'll see you there.
0: Hey, did you like that interview? You want to see more? Go to the Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling Patreon and become a $10 backer or above. That's just 10 bucks a month, and you'll see behind the curtain in all great pro wrestling. And be sure to check movies) <laughs> <laughs>